you know, it's it's not every day that I get to, you know, play the music to to cue us in and then it's just one person. That's not true. <clears throat> there's, there's a, or, or do you mean like me or do you mean audience members? I mean you. Oh, hello. Da-da-da. And you're not patches at all. Hold on. <gasps> the wrong background. I'm, I'll play this whole game as patches. Don't Guess touch better. Want to thrash? Charge stuff to Sophia's card. There you go. Brett, Brett. <laughs> oh my god even the cider is just like dripping what is the cider it's mckay mckeown <laughs> mckeown <laughs> yeah backwards there you go and kate you should make sure to Post your Twitter account. Your new Twitter account. Oh, yeah, Kate. So how are you guys doing? Yeah, let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Condensation is real. It is. It really, really is. Oh, cute. Follow. I'm following patches now. This better be fucking good. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm going to love following patches on Twitter. This is going to be great. Oh, dear. Tweetrific. Oh, dear. Well, anyway. Hi. Hi. Took me a while to get home because it is dumping buckets around here, and so therefore everything gets chewed up. Is it still raining insanely, like, from the hurricane? Not not from the hurricane. It's It's been... I actually haven't seen rain since I got back from Montreal. Not like this, but when it rains here, it likes to Yes, I yeah. will trade with you. We would Kate, absolutely love the rain. I set fire to the rain. Set fire to the rain. <laughs> would Sophia have a Twitter account? The the true question is, does Liz have enough email addresses to get her another Twitter account? The answer is no. So there's that. <laughs> I used my second email address to make Shane Slarp's Twitter account. So just rename her account. I gotta just change it to Sophia. See if anyone notices. She starts out with a shit ton of followers. Well, a shit ton. Come on. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh. Hey, that's possible, Crosshair. Maybe that person's a filthy liar too. I don't know. Filthy liar. Filthy liar. I'm not sure how I feel about that. (laughs) I'm excited. This is Tuesday. Julian's supposed to be streaming. We took his spot.
Yeah. Well, we kind of had to. I mean, if he's not going to stream today, then... Oh, CS6. Yeah, I'm... I'm... I wish that... I wish I could... I wish I could go back to a non-subscription model. Alas. How balls is it that you have to subscribe to Microsoft Office? Uh, they're actually going to release Office 2019. That was announced today that you won't have to subscribe to it. Really? Yeah. Because I got an email that was like, surprise, your subscription just went up $10. <laughs> uh, they're going to, but I don't know when it'll be. Ugh. When it'll be released. Not cool. Not cool, Microsoft. Yeah, well, you know. Ah, uh, ah me, ah my. Well, either way, I don't think Sophia needs to concern herself too much with the uh, the day-to-day -day frustrations of using office software too much. She sure doesn't. It's really great. She she just needs to kind of like mention a problem, and then Patches shows up with her graph paper and fixes it all. Just like in real life, right, Kate? <laughs> I did like open office. I did. I don't actually use either of them anymore. I think I I just use Google Docs these days. Google Docs, yeah. <laughs> Do you live to serve? What? That's how I pronounce that. It might not be correct, but is it Fwah! Or is it more soft, like Fwah? Or is it hurried, like Fwah! Fwah, 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 Fwah. Oh, you missed Sunday. Um, no, nothing happened at all. Fwah! It starts hard and soft. Aragorn, please, we're in mixed company. <laughs> no, I'm we're in mixed company? <laughs> no, we're not. Nothing at all? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened. Except for people possibly heading to the bone zone. But that's every stream. That's not a surprise anymore. I suppose. I suppose. What did you want to accomplish today? All right. Well, uh, last session, Sophia had gotten a um, uh, had gotten an invitation to a fitting for that same day. So that means we're still on the twenty fourth of September, um, and that was for I think six p.m. or something. And she is going to go to that, so she has to meet up with Kyoko to get fitted for her dress. Yay. That's what I would like to start with. And I would also like to talk to Talis, my local party planner. Part or, part, party planner buddy. Hashtag party planner? Yeah. Hashtag plan those parties. All right. Hashtag guys, for one quick sec before we start. Okay, so I've been boxing. This is a big deal for me. Look, I'm starting to get arm, arm definition. I know it's not much, but like my shoulders fucking rock hard now, dudes. 
Okay, we can Now are you getting both arms or are you just like working one arm? Yeah, I'm doing the old the old one arm punch. One one leg kick. That's it. So basically <laughs> basically you can be half as half as lazy as you once were, but you'll also be half ripped. half as productive. So basically I remain exactly the same. It's very exciting. The rain is stopping. <laughs> Thank you, Crusher of Cities. Just watch that hashtag go viral. Just Guys, watch. for one quick sec before we start. Um, see, I've been boxing. <laughs> look, now I've got arm definition. <laughs> Just for one quick second, look at my shoulders. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Cereal <laughs> uh. port. Jeez. What the hell do you need a cereal port for? Oh, well. All right. So you wanted to go to your fitting. Yes. Um, so we were just speaking to Duke Granville, but I guess we got, we came back to the spark. Well, he accepted your invitation. He did. To Lake Laogai. Um He's honored to accept your invitation. Hashtag puke. Um, so we come back to the spark and um, I'm just going to assume that we're right at the time of the fitting and I'm going to go straight to Kyoko's office. So <clears throat> in um, once you arrive in the spark, uh, you see that the bar currently just has seven shot glasses lined up on the bar. Um, and each one has uh, a clear liquid in front of it, a match and uh, a strike anywhere match and a fire extinguisher at the end of the, at the end of the bar. But Claude's not there. I'm going to look around to see who could have set this up. Smells of licorice. Well, I'm not going to just uh, take a shot of something that's sitting out on the bar. So <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to pass it by, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Continue looking for Kyoko. When you approach her office, uh, you can hear sounds of that sound. It, it sounds pretty old old games um poking your head around you see that she's playing one of the original commander keen games by apogee on one monitor the other four just have uh what looks like very stereotypical like hacker script things running up and down along with like one screen that looks like it's a matrix screensaver um and off in one corner, you can see that there's a uh, a drop cloth hanging over a vaguely mannequin-shaped thing. Uh, I'm going to just lightly knock on the doorframe. There's a part... Her ears are normally tied back, right? Alongside her hair in a ponytail. And you can see that the tips of her ears just give a little boop. 
but that's the only outward indication that she's surprised at this. So she takes the controller and puts it down on the table and she turns, stands up and, um, performs a, a small little bow, um, as you come in prompt. I suppose I should have thought nothing less. I like to be on time. It's surprising that you're on time. To be honest, I wasn't certain. Sorry, I have to close the window. <laughs> I can't hear. Where were we? I noticed that there were some difficulties. Yes. Um, we, uh, we encountered a little more than we expected on our way to do Granville's, but I think it's handled. Everybody did very, very well. I would expect nothing less. Are you quite all right, then? Do you require anything else? I suppose I could have Talus draw you a bath. It's all the right. paper There's would get wet, but... <laughs> That's a good one. Um, no, thank you. I'm, um, there's, there's plenty of time for that later. Shall we see if it works? Yes, please. <laughs> and she stands up and she pushes her chair in, into her desk and that creates enough space on the floor that she can move around. Um, there's carpet here on the ground, uh, and she pads over in bare feet and wheels the mannequin over and then she puts her hands on the drop cloth and then she looks up. As clients go, you've been exceptionally difficult. I apologize. I'll try better next time. You have to understand that normally I have a different client and this client isn't exactly easy. Are you talking about sister? Sister's not really the cosplaying type. <laughs> of course, cosplaying. So who's if your other client then? I've made arrangements that if this does not please you, then we'll be able to perform a rough job. I have a contact somewhere north of Albany, and they'll be able to deliver something with your measurements within 24 hours should you require it. Thank you, Kyoko, but don't sell yourself short. We haven't even seen if it fits yet. Can I see it, please? You might want to turn the light on. Go to the light switch. So her office is normally kept pretty dark. Um, it's a weird thing with people who work with computers a lot that some of them just prefer having as little light as possible. 
around. Um, she blinks a little bit as the light gets bright, and then she pulls the drop cloth off. The mannequin is set precisely to your height, so your shoulder is exactly level with it. Um, it's... Thank you, Lantred, you geek. That's very appreciated. Um, the cloth hangs for a moment just off one shoulder before it swirls down into what you had originally requested, the chainmail that uh, rustles slightly as the drop cloth pulls off. But it doesn't have the weight of metal, but it does have its sheen. Except that this sheen is not uh, what you would consider standard metallic, or even um, the kind of sheen that you would get if you spilled a gasoline on the ground, and you know how it gets that rainbow pattern. This one has colors that just shift. As the light stays steady, the colors still move around very slowly. Um, and it almost seems as if the light is coming from within the metallic links instead of without. Uh, she hesitates for a second and then presses something small on the back of the bodice and the lights flare up so that now it's clearly visible um, the mannequin's legs on the underneath uh, kind of outlining as if the body inside has a kind of even starfield just pass underneath um, almost as if it's protecting one small tiny universe on the inside uh, Sophia's gonna, gonna extend my hand just to uh, touch the fabric so when you when you touch it what looks like metallic links they lift and fall like metal, but they feel like silk. And it whispers as your hand moves across it. So it doesn't have the same clank. Kyoko, this is exquisite. It's two weeks of fancy. The most beautiful dress I've ever seen. To be honest, I probably ripped off some kind of anime that I saw in my dreams once four years ago. I I don't think so. I think this all came from you. You didn't ask for the starlight. That's why it's optional. There's a switch hidden in the small of the back. If anybody dares touch you there, they might accidentally turn it on or off. You may need to work on one hand for slapping. I didn't ask for the starlight, and now I can't imagine the dress any other way. I wasn't aware that kindness was one of your traits. It's just... It's just beautiful. I wasn't certain. You play the harp. 
and I notice that you favor your right side. I've allowed to make sure that you can brace the harp against yourself without ruining the dress. I'm sorry if Mab doesn't like the texture. I wasn't able to ask her. Mab will be fine. Take Mab out from the room, won't you? I show her the dress. Mab takes a look at the dress and then just sort of turns back as if Mab just has absolutely no care. And then reaches out with one paw and doesn't even touch it and then pulls her paw back and then just curls up in the hand. She loves it. <laughs> if there's one thing that Zister did, if there's anything that Zister did, is that he managed to assemble the most exceptional idiots he could find. Why everyone here everyone here does not belong anywhere else. But at least we can create wonders. Spark is more is more of an asylum than it is a sanctuary sometimes. Did he tell you you didn't belong anywhere else? No. Every one of us he found. I'm inclined to believe that there was a reason for all of us to stay. But I think perhaps the reason was already known to him before he made his offers. If he's selected you, he believes you are exceptional. So you're saying that he knew more about all of you the same way he knew more about Braum and is the reason why he got a job here. Braum patches you. He sees things in others that I wouldn't even begin to know. How could he be the reason why I'm here? I chose to rent my penthouse. And yet he chose you to lead this place. I thought Duke Granville did. <sighs> I do not believe he would have left if he had known that someone else was going to take his place. If Zister meant to leave me in charge, that's hard to believe. I'm basically doing everything that he hated. And he never spoke two words to me. Zister does not believe in things like politeness or parties socialization joy perhaps not but he sees better than anyone I know a compliment I'm not comfortable giving well 
Oh, you should be very proud of your work, Kyoko. I spent half my day playing video games and half my days wondering whether or not I should have. But I can, at, very, at the very least, help you into this to make sure that it fits. I'm afraid that the tailor has been known to make mistakes. Sophia's going to start taking her stuff off to try on the dress. Kyoko closes the door, but does not latch it shut. Just enough so that there's privacy without there kind of this implication of just like... And she wordlessly just puts out her hand to collect things that you're taking off and hangs them up carefully. And she bites her lip as she lifts the dress and helps you inside it. Um, it has a couple of different cinches and buckles, um, all of them hidden, but in ways to make sure that the dress hangs properly, that it doesn't shift, that it doesn't, uh, that it doesn't bunch up. And when she applies any of these fasteners or whatnot, her hands are always just the slightest shade more than delicate just enough because she, as if she is afraid to touch the dress, but it seems more sturdy than that. Like it doesn't need this much finesse. Um, roll me your perception empathy. Would this be insightful, John? Sure. Right. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, what's the difficulty? Six. That is two successes. Um, it is possible that Kyoko's just that kind of precise and doesn't like putting extra effort into things. Uh, it seems more that she's nervous, but it's not clear why. Are you nervous, Kyoko? My clients tend to be on the hideous side. It's a lot easier to drape something over something that doesn't need covering so much as demands it. Well, I'm pleased to be able to do this beautiful dress justice. There's stitching visible over here, and I'm not certain that it is uh, doing your legs justice uh, if there's the sun is going to be up and, and hanging above uh, at noon hour, I'm afraid that it might cast shadows across your feet. Uh, I'm not certain what shoes you were planning on wearing with it. I hadn't thought. I'll have to choose shoes to match the dress. 
I'm not worried. I will always worry. You shouldn't. I know that's pointless to say, probably, but... I hope you believe me when I say that I love this dress. And I think you should be incredibly proud. And I wish you let yourself make garments more often. Ladies are better seen, not heard. Thank you, Kyoko. How much do I owe you? Don't... Don't you know? No. And then there's this moment of, like, flop sweat panic that comes over her for a second. I've never charged my clients before. To be honest, they always repay me in favors. And those favors tend to be things like make sure that you wake up the next morning or try not to trip as you're going across the stage. Well, I'm not a professional tailor. The work that you do is of a professional, more than professional level. You should speak to my clients. They'd like to hear that. I'll, I'll write you a review. Do you have a website? I have a very exclusive clientele. Of one. Who is this one client that you have? I'm the first person you've made a garment for. Second. Last time I checked, I counted as a person. It's possible no, that that's been revoked. I'm sorry, first person aside yourself that you've made a garment for. Sometimes I fix the leather aprons downstairs. Well, you should do it more often, in my opinion. But no one's been using the aprons. His patch has been wearing holes in them. Knowing patches, yes, I'm sure she has. Oh, I'll, I'll get on it right away. <laughs> I mean, this, and I gesture to the dress, seems to be something that you're passionate about. It isn't the dress. Thank you, the crosshair. Let's play a game. Let's assume that Brom came in here and asked me to make him a dress. Sure. And let's assume that Brom wanted a dress that looked and felt like chainmail and yet 
could flow like water, I would not make him mistress. Why not? Because he does not flow like water. Lady Sophia, if you had asked me for a notebook covered in stickers so that you would have some place to hide your secret diary and pass it on to your friends in some strange mash note ritual that happened when you were at sleepovers, then I would go and I would find Emma Frank stickers and I would place them all over, but I would make sure that each sticker was put in the right place. If you asked me to write you a program to track every single location in Montreal that you have played your harp, I would try to design the UI so that it would fit the way that your eyes would like to see it, so that it would be easy for you to use. But I wouldn't make the same program for Brom or for Patches or for Claude. They would need different UIs. Different images, different feels. I'm not passionate about the dress. You could burn it. In fact, if you destroyed it right now and walked out of the room, I imagine you'd be doing some very lonely people, some very lovely favors. It's not every day that they see a half-naked autumn she stride through the exhaust. But if you think I would do that, then obviously you don't know me at all. I care about realizing someone's potential and dreams. That's all. Nothing more than that. And if it was a dress that needed to be made, then I would do everything I could. But you could have just asked me to give you anything else. And I would still try. Same as anyone else. You know, we're quite similar, Kyoko. You want to help people realize their potential. And so do I. I see infinite potential in you. But you don't see it for yourself. Infinity isn't something I aspire to. And yet you made stars in a dress. You did. No, I didn't. I merely knew to bring them out. I would do the same for anyone else. You just said you wouldn't. Not stars. But I would find what was there. You find what was there. And so do I. I'm gonna uh, squeeze her hand, if I can reach it. It's easy. She's not pulling away from you. It's... Yeah. Um, moving in this dress is effortless. I hope you'll change your mind about going to penance. Oh, I hate parties. I know you do. And she cracks a smile and then she points to the chair. 
I will sit in the chair. Lady Sophia, ask me if I'm going to your party. Kyoko, are you going to my party? I wouldn't dream of it. Ask me if I'm going to your party. Kyoko, are you going to my party? I'm afraid that I plan on contracting walking pneumonia. And despite the fact that I would be able to walk while having pneumonia, I would not dare infect any of your partygoers. Kyoko, are you going to my party? I'm afraid that it's that day that I'm destined to get into a ship, fly directly into the sun, and incinerate myself in one last blaze of glory. Kyoko, are you going to my party? How many times do I have to answer? Do you want me at yeah. your party? I want you at my party. Why? What's your willpower? Well, sorry, willpower? Yep. No, not rolling willpower. What is your willpower? Oh, sorry. Five. That's four questions. You can spend one willpower for each question you do not wish to answer. Cool. Why? Because I would look awfully foolish if at the end of the night... I said, everyone give a round of applause for the seamstress who made my dress and you weren't there. If you spend your entire life trying to inspire other people, do they inspire you in return or is it something else? When I inspire people, I want them to create beautiful things. And that does inspire me not to create beautiful things myself, but to provoke more of their creations. Would you prefer that I created this dress because of your beauty or your kindness? Neither. Both. It's lonely here. You're the first person who's tried to do anything to make sure that it wasn't. You're going to have a lot of people who will feel very differently about you at this point. Some are going to resent you for it. They'll believe that this place was a sanctuary for the lonely and the damned. Some of them are going to praise you for it. Knowing that this is a place that has so much value and yet untapped. How do you want people to look at you? Sorry, what was that? How do you want people to look at you? 
I want them to see me as the most beautiful creature in the world who created the most beautiful creatures in the world. And lest we forget, beauty is not just aesthetic. You will never hear me tell you that you're beautiful. And yet you made me this dress, so I don't think you have to. I don't have much use for words if they don't match what I'm looking for. Would you care to wear this out, or do you want me to hold on to it for you? Is there anything else you wanted to do with it? Leave it on you forever? I'll take it with me. I'll keep it safe upstairs. Because I'm afraid that you would look at it and see some flaw that doesn't in fact exist and try to fix it. There's only one flaw that that dress has right now. What is that? It risks covering something that doesn't deserve to be covered. What I've always admired about people who cosplay is you can choose to dress as somebody who's completely unlike you. Or maybe someone who at first glance isn't like you, but in fact, you share characteristics. And clothing does that. This dress is going to be the sun all day. And then the stars when the sun sets. So I wouldn't get give that up for anything, no matter how great my body might look underneath. <laughs> it isn't about your body. This is my vision of you. Perhaps your vision is best of all. You should encourage somebody to build a staircase so that you could reach this place easier. Sorry, what was that, John? Like the end? You should encourage somebody to build a staircase so that you can reach this place easier. So that you don't have to wait for the elevator. <laughs> Maybe Patches would be interested in that, but I want to keep this place safe and secure and the fewer points of entry to it the better right please don't expect anything of me
feel like I can never expect more from you than you do from yourself. Lady Sophia, this can't be the first time that somebody feels incredibly proud of themselves and realizes that the best of their works could never hope to reach you. Intense pride. Knowledge that even if I shoot for the moon, I can land among the stars. If I were to miss. That I'm going to stand up and spin in the dress, which hopefully still has the stars going. Uh, they still have the stars going. You have to turn it off. Good. So I'm spinning on the star dress. Then I'm going to start to take it off. Uh, she helps you again with that, that deferential head turn so that she isn't looking as she's gathering things and then returning clothing. That's how I get dressed. Um, so I'm going to make sure that it's back like on a hanger or in a garment bag or something. I hope to see you at Pennons. I'm afraid I can't go. My mother's very, very ill and she lives in Zimbabwe. Well, next time then. Give her a little curtsy. That almost, that throws her the curtsy. And she tries to do one, except that how she does it is she pulls her t-shirt out of her jeans and then attempts a curtsy with that. At that, I'm going to step out. When you return to the exhaust, Claude is there and um, he has, he's swiping all the matches into his hand and putting them behind the bar. Claude, what is this? Every once in a while I get lonely. And he pulls out a blowtorch, like not like a like a huge blowtorch, but like one of those tiny ones and just <laughs> just across. And then blows all of them but one out like birthday candles and shoves the last one across the bar. I suppose after the day we've had. Are you all right? Oh, yes. Are you certain? 
you're carrying a bag and you have that look about you that is very common. What's what look is that, Claude? And he just takes another shot, puts it down. <sighs> Are you going to have all of these? No. That would be insane. Is Talus in his office? At the moment, I think he is, yes. Thank you. I'm gonna head off towards the office. Oh, and thank you for this. You cannot break me like that. And he takes a third shot. Take care of yourself, Claude. I always do. It's my job. I still get up in the morning just to see her smile. I will smile broadly at him and then continue on my. Does it ever get tiring? What? Turning back. Being the way you are. I don't know how else to be. You're a muse. In a place that hasn't had a muse in forever. Well, it needed one. If it's under my protection now, this is what I do best. This is who I am. <laughs> uh. I'm glad you're here. Even if you are making a party. I know. I know. Everybody hates the party. What are you kidding? Talus has lived for nothing else. Kyoko has been <laughs> shut in her office, which usually means she's doing something stupid. And Sizer hasn't been going out as much recently. Incisor might be the last one I expect to see at this party. <laughs> Why? Because we don't tend to see eye to eye. The two of us. She lives to compete. Hmm. I wouldn't mind all my guests going home with all their limbs intact. I suppose someone should mention that to her. You're welcome to try. <laughs> I don't think so. He lifts up the fourth shot and raises it to you as you leave. And then you hear the clink of it hitting on the bar as you head towards Talus's office. God grief. That's a lot of booze. <laughs> Tell us, um, as you're going through, Kyoko's office is now closed. The light's still on behind it. Um, but now the door is fully shut. 
Talus's office is open, however, and he's sitting behind the desk and he is tapping things into one of those old school calculators with the printed reel that comes out of it. Oh, nice. Knock, knock, knock. Lady Sophia, please, please, come in, come in, come in. Hello, Talus. It looks like everything's going to be arranged. The delivery is going to be in a day early. Uh, I made sure to accommodate for the fact that we may experience some difficulty setting up, uh, depending on extracurricular activities by other Chimera. Yes. Yes. Um, while Patches seems to have the uh, plans under control, has she gotten the, the sketches to you? The diagrams? I wish Zister cared the way that Patches does. He wires the whole place up to be absolutely perfect, and he doesn't do anything with it. It's like he's built on potential, and he doesn't carry it through. The kind of person who you can pull home, and then he's too drink to get it up. If you'll pardon the crassness. Uh, no, please. Patches, I don't think, is that excited by the idea of having a party? But she can't stand to think that something would be built without her. She doesn't need to care about the party. She just needs something to do. Just like the rest of us. We've been sitting here basically waiting for Zister to come back, Lady Sophia, and it isn't pleasant. Waiting gets tiring. And... Claude was saying that you in particular have been very excited about this. Is this the first time that the Spark has hosted anything like this? The second. What was the first? Zister had a product reveal. He was so excited about it that he asked everybody to attend just so that he can show it off. It was, it was the biggest shame it didn't work. He brought everyone down here and it didn't work. It was supposed to be something that could change everything, as he said, and he refused to tell us what it did and he brought it out and everyone was watching, and he pushed a button, and it didn't work. Oh, no. In front of all those people. You would think humiliation, but he shrugged. Packed it up. And we never saw it again. If I were to guess, I'd say that it was probably sabotage. Zister doesn't do things unless they work. But it was humiliating enough, I would assume, that he never bothered to try to show anyone else ever again. Oh dear. Well, I wouldn't worry about it too much. He had other victories. It might be. Would you know it if you saw it? 
maybe. It looks like two orbs sitting apart, half in gold and half in titanium. We should ask Patches if she's seen anything like that, because she might be able to fix it in time. It's possible, but he may have destroyed them for all I know. But he never held a party here ever again. And you all paid the price. Well, I paid the price. Claude <laughs> has less work to do, and Sizer doesn't have to worry about the security of it, and honestly, I can't tell whether Kyoko cared or not. Well, if most of the year is spent without parties, then I don't see why there shouldn't be some just scattered throughout. Just to make everybody happy. You don't have to convince me. I thought the whole reason I came here was to make sure that this place was pleasant for other people. You've done an excellent job. Let's find out on the day of the party, my lady. Now, while we're on that topic... The topic of parties. The topic of parties. I was hoping that you would have the time to prepare and perform a duet with me. <laughs> I know you're a musician. I've heard you playing in the garden when you think that nobody else is awake. <laughs> you should be careful listening to a satyr play. Who am I kidding? I actually don't want you to be careful at all. <laughs> I'd be honored, as long as you're willing to accept the consequences of having me perform in front of all those people. I... I very much am. We'll put it at the end of the night, how about that? <laughs> Not too close to the end of the night, I would hope. <sighs> Lady Sophia? Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about Patches. What about her? She's your equal and yet she isn't. You mean in terms of title? Something like that, yes. I was just wondering whether I had offended her by referring to her as Freeholder. I don't think so. Takes a lot more than that to rattle Patches. She may not be rattled, but... I want you to know, among the four of us, that it's important that she's here. She and I may come from very different backgrounds and have very different ideas of a good time, but little by little, day by day, I'm starting to understand why it was the three of us put in charge. To be perfectly frank, them. my lady, mm -hmm. when the Duke asked me, I suggested Patches alone. Why did you do that? 
I believed that this is a commoner muse held by a knocker and that it would be appropriate for it to be held until he returns by a knocker and to not make anything too political. Could be considered by many a wise decision. I believe I defer to the Duke in this case. I believe that there's a good reason for everything. I just hope that... Has your mind changed since then? Who's the one who's throwing a party? I'll sing your duet. Don't worry. Good. Is there anything else that I can do for you, my lady? I think everything's under control. I don't think we're forgetting anything. No. Is there anything else that I can help you with around here? I realize that you're stepping into an unfamiliar situation. Well, once penance is over, I was going to say that we can relax, but I suppose then we have to plan for Selwyn. <laughs> I suppose we shall. Oh, no. I think we'll be fine for now. Of course. Thank you, Talus. Of course. I can't wait to perform with you. We'll have to practice. I'll come by tomorrow. It may be better for us to find somewhere else. That we won't be overheard. I live just upstairs. Then I shall make myself presentable. Good. My tea and my plants hold the place to a very high standard. I wouldn't dare risk offending your plants. Good night, Talos. Good night. Assuming it's like 8 p.m. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's still probably around what time it is. Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make myself some tea, hang up the dress nicely. Why is like everybody in Montreal driving by my window tonight? It's never this loud. <laughs> but as soon as you decide to stream, it's like garbage truck. <laughs> Garbage trucks. Was there anything else that you wanted to accomplish? Uh, yes. Um, I think that after, well, after I go to sleep, um, and actually I would like to sleep by the bale fire. Mm -hmm. Regain some of my spent glamour. One of my boop. Great. Actually, you know what? No, I'm still down to glamour, but I'm going to put one towards my uh, banality that I sure. have. Banality. So I'm still down to glamour, but I'm at zero banality and willpower. I have four out of five. Great. 
Well, the last thing that I want to do, I think, um, is when I wake up in the morning, I want to... Uh, oh, I guess it's during the day. So I'm going to have to wait until, like, his workday would be over. But I want to visit Pierre-Luc. I want to see... I want to see what the Giglio is with the art. When you wake up in the morning, there are shoes outside your um, outside your apartment, not outside Ooh. the thing, in a shoebox. I'm going to check them, but I'm sure they go perfectly with the dress. They go with the dress. And I'm sure they're my size. Yes, they are your size. Perfect. I do check them, though, just to make sure that they're in pristine condition. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> they seem new. Good. Excellent. Put them very carefully aside by the dress. And head on my merry way. All right. So you head down to... Um, you head down to the uh, metro station close by to where he is, close to the end of work. Um, here, hold on. Uh, Dev Ashley Grace, eye color. So Kyoko's eyes are, um, they're a very light blue. Uh, she stands tall. She's about five foot ten. And... Um, Pretty thin. Let's see if there's anything else that needs to be on there. Oh, and you've got her attire. Yep, that's that's what you've got. Pierre Luc opens the door. Or are you waiting for him like outside the police station, or are you just going to his place? I'm going to his place. Okay, so he opens the door. Actually, no. I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna meet him right after work. Okay, so he walks <laughs> out of the station. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Ripley, stop that. What are you doing? No, those are my dice. Oh, my God. One second. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't. This isn't Hello. Hello. Did you... Did you want to see it? I figure I've given you enough time to make it perfect. He nods and then just starts walking with you to his place. Um, just tells you a little bit about how, um, you know, asks how your day was, asks how your week was, your month. Um, and then eventually when you get to his place, uh, he takes you into the room and now all the dust, all the like kind of clay and stuff like that, that's all been cleared away. Um, and you can see the hand and the spider web that was there only this time now it's suspended among, um, what look like chimes that surround them. Um, and he lifts a finger and he blows gently. And as the wind passes through these chimes, it makes kind of a, an ethereal noise. I want to do it too. Sophia blows on the chimes too. 
<laughs> oh, that sounded like little one. That was great. Little one meets UFOs, I think. It's good. If this isn't a finished masterpiece, then I don't know what is. It's there. It's something I... Something we made. Are you happy with it? Finally. Good. Glad to hear it. Hey, John, can I roll to see yes, you can. what kind of glamour I get? Go nuts. Go nuts. For donuts. It's so weird. Your mic is like making you sound slightly robot-y, but that might just be on my end. So if nobody else is noticing it, then we will. we should please continue as is. Um... Manipulation plus empathy or something else? That is correct. Cool. Everything's good for you guys, so that is fine. And the difficulty is... Six. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> Why? I got zero. Again? <laughs> After all this fucking work. Oh my so, god, how annoying. So you look at you look at the <sighs> the statue and as you kind of look around it, it's it's a bit pedestrian. Oh my god. It's a bit whatever. Like uh -huh. I mean it's it looks nice, but it doesn't say anything different. Uh -huh. oh. uh, now roll me your manipulation subterfuge. Uh, oh boy, that's a sad pool. Unless you want to make it obvious that you're disappointed. No. <laughs> uh, same thing, six? Yep. Wow. Seriously, Liz, where was this roll before? That's three successes. Do you like it? Very much. Do you like it? I do. I I think I do, and I think I'll do more. I'm so glad to hear that. This is the part where you tell me That you wish me well? I wish you well. And that I won't be seeing you again. Come on. I'm certain there are others out there who need your help more than me. I'm so happy to hear that you're making more. And I'm very happy to have met you. But. And. 
Maybe we'll see each other again someday. I can live with that. Reach out my hand and touch the side of his face. Thanks for helping me remember what I was supposed to do. Thank you for showing me beauty. Goodbye. Goodbye. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Oh boy. Oh man. Such is life. Do you have anything else that you wish to? Um, I don't think so. Shut around. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think. No, I think I think those were the people I needed to talk to. Um. Yeah. It's good. To be <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you got your time with Kyoko, your time with Talos, your time with Pierre Luc. Mm-hmm. That's what you needed. That is what I needed. Then that's what we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. Today, um, Yay. if you have any questions or comments about who, what, where, when, and why, me or the chat for everybody. Well, that's everybody. I'm just going to grab something to drink. I'll be right nice. back. I'm almost done my cider. Yay. Oh, it is so hot. I covered my face with mattifying powder and I'm still shiny. I'm too shiny. So that's. Mm, yeah, man, that's a bummer. It's all good. You're doing a really bad sketch of Kyoko right now. It's great. Well, I can't wait to see it, Ashley. Has everybody read our limericks? John and I put limericks on the forum for penins, and we want more people to write limericks because we're going to imagine that all of these, like, these bards and troubadours or whatever are showing up showing up and saying and saying limericks poetry on the stage uh yes kate you can use willpower on glamour getting rules yep and yeah yeah i honestly thought that my pool was big enough that i wouldn't have to turns out uh yeah because it was three it was a pool of six it's a pool of six Captain Daff, um, he sent us limericks along oh, cool. on those pieces on on um, as notes on the Amazon uh, delivery. 
Uh, I don't actually know where they are at this point, um, but I think it's possible that we missed one or two of them. But we will... Oh. Well, see, it's actually... Um, those notes are uh, in a basement in Montreal right now. Sadly. I'm Sorry, Punchy Book Club. Parents house. That's Sunday. So, okay. Addressing all sorts of things. So, yes, on Sunday at noon, we have Punchy Book Club. We're going to be talking about Tomboy, Volume 1, Divine Intervention. There's still time to read it. It's a pretty quick read. I think I read it in a day. Um, so that's very exciting. That's from 12 to 2 on my channel. And Kathy's free, as far as I know. And I think John might be around for at least part of it for the chat, uh, quite possibly. Um, so that's happening. Cole Drake, to answer your question, how did all this help? to prepare for penance. Well, I needed my dress. And now I know that it has stars, which is very exciting. And now Talos is gonna make a duet with Sophia and we're gonna make all the people bang at the end of the night, which seems like a great party to me. Well, <laughs> will I have another achievement unlocked? There are four issues in the first volume. There's 12 issues in all, and they're each in three volumes. They look like this. Three issues, but mine are signed. Yeah, we're going to make puke happen if it's the last thing that we do. Puke will happen because you will sit and you will listen to the satyr play some sexy music and you will make whoopee under the penance tents. So help me, everyone. Yeah, read the dedication on the inside of the first book, <gasps> Kate says. John has signed copies. No, your book, not mine. Oh, mine isn't signed. The dedication. Oh, the dedication. Well, I lent mine to Kathy, so I can't look at it. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I can't see. But I'm assuming your name is there. Danger Zone. Da Danger Zone. Ah, uh, I can't. I can't. It's very tiny. Ah. Uh, You'll have to look on your own at a future point. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, John. Uh, good bonus stream. We've got more streams coming up for you. I'm not sure what's going on tomorrow, but we will find out. Um, mostly though, I will just make sure to mention that, uh, it's very possible that Thursday will be a catch up. Kate, if she doesn't continue streaming Stardew Valley or Diablo, um, tomorrow, I'll let her, call that out but of course friday friday is punching happy kilmore it's as i as i said yesterday it's not the size of the eggplant it's how you manipulate the bean bye <laughs> bye